Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Well, I'm not going to lie. It definitely feels like it's been longer than a week. So much information that we have gotten to, and we're not even done yet. Later today, we're going to be getting non-farm payroll, which we'll be talking about on Monday's show, because this is the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, the aforementioned Tyler Crawley. And yeah, we got one more big report to get to. That is the non-farm payroll coming out at 830 this morning. Obviously, it's important because... When it comes to the the most important factor right now in housing, that is mortgage rates. I mean, every time a report comes out, it's mortgage rates this, it's mortgage rates that. Mortgage rates are having, I mean, they always have an impact, but right now, because of what has been happening with rates, the volatility of rates, how high rates have gotten, it's playing an oversized role right now in the housing market, and what well, not directly, but indirectly impacts mortgage rates. We talked about it on yesterday's show, the Fed, the Fed funds rate, what banks are borrowing money for, which, of course, then influences what consumers are borrowing money at. And that's why it indirectly impacts mortgage rates. And the Fed has two mandates, employment and inflation. And we know that right now, both of those categories are much hotter than the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, would like. But it's kind of weird because you have, you know, normally like a hot, um, I almost said housing market, a hot (laughs) um, labor market. There we go. I was like, wait, what's it's not employment market. No, it's labor market. A hot labor market is a good most people cheer that like people are happy about that you know people are working we actually have too many job openings the problem is it can then make inflation worse we talked about this on yesterday's show the philip curve the sort of inverse relationship between inflation and employment as employment goes down inflation goes up and of course vice versa and so this week we've had a lot of data come out but we have not gotten to really the two most important categories for the housing market right now, and that is inflation and employment. Yeah, I mean, we got an ADP report, okay, and we got job openings, I get that, but it's not the monthly jobs report, (laughs) and it's not inflation. And so here we are at the end of the week, and we finally got a big report about inflation, and here is the good news. It's what we were expecting. It it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was Goldilocks. It was just right. Well, I mean, obviously, we'd like it to be lower, but this is exactly what economists were projecting. And in fact, it was a little bit better for the monthly numbers. So this, of course, is the PCE index. And it's important to remember because CPI gets a lot more attention because it, you know, it's this consumer um, price index. And remember, we got the CPI earlier this month, and it was, man, it 
all of a sudden it came in much not much lower but it came in lower than we were expecting and i mean it, it you saw rates plummet i mean people were celebrating i mean it was people were very happy about that the problem is is the fed doesn't use cpi they use the pce index and so while this gets much less attention it's actually more important for rates because this is what Jerome Powell and the Fed board are looking at. And so what did the report say? Well, the personal consumption expenditure price index was up 6% compared to October 2021. So 6% inflation year over year. This was actually lower than the 6.3% that we saw in September. And it was actually the lowest reading that we have seen from this report since January. So some good news right off the bat in that we have not seen a number this low since January. And it actually gets even better because month over month, prices were up 0.2%. And that was more than half of September's 0.5% month over month increase and was the lowest level we've seen since January. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's what I like to see. Now, what's interesting is that economists don't really make projections on the top line number, which is what we're talking about right now. They make projections about the core index. Of course, the core index is everything excluding energy and food, the two categories that are probably being hit the most by inflation, which a lot of people always sort of laugh at. The core price index was up. 0.2% month over month and 5% year over year. The monthly data was slightly better than economist projections, 0.3%. So like I said, a little little better, but they hit the nail on the head with the annualized number. So like I said, this report wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Perfect. Exactly what we want to see. And that's a good, I mean, sure, we'd like the number to be less, but I'm glad we're not seeing reports coming in hotter than expected. And one of the interesting aspects of this, which would kind of make sense, because if we're seeing inflation's not going backwards yet, it's remember like it's like the whole housing market thing. We're not, we're not really looking for declines in home prices. You know, we were, we were seeing slowing of home prices, and we're still there. We have yet to see a year-over-year decline in home prices. It's kind of the same thing right now with inflation, where when inflation starts to slow, which is what's happening, it's kind of, yay, we're going to celebrate that that is happening. And one of the ways that people are going to react to slower inflation, unlike a slowing home prices, is they're going to go spend. Uh, Personal spending rose 0.8% in October, This is up from the 0.6% increase in September and is actually the highest increase to personal spending since June. In case you're wondering what the biggest driver was for this spending increase, automotive. So um, automobiles and car parts were made up 25% of the increase. Food services, so basically restaurants, took the number two spot with uh, 18.3%, followed by housing, There we go. Uh, Up 13.3% in energy, up 12.9%. And probably not surprising, but not only is lower inflation 
or slowing inflation, I should say, going to excite people and maybe entice them to go out and buy that product, higher income. And the increase in spending was propelled by a 0.7% increase in personal income. That is up from the 0.4% that we saw the prior month and is actually the highest jump that we have seen to personal income since February. Also, tremendous news. Ben Castle with the New York Times wrote on Twitter, quote, the continued strength of real consumer spending is pretty remarkable. Accelerating over the past few months has or as inflation is eased. And if you think about it, I mean, look at these numbers. Now, of course, inflation is still outpacing income. That is true. But look at just this month. We saw a 0.2% increase month over month. Income was up 0.7%. If this trend can continue, we will reach a point where income is surpassing inflation. And that is going to make Jerome Powell very happy. (laughs) Very happy along with everyone else in the economy. And I'll also tell you who will be very happy about that. Everyone in the housing industry, (laughs) because right now what is causing the problem is people just can't afford homes with higher rates and higher prices. And so that's why you're seeing this slowdown. And in some cases, home prices are, are pulling back pretty strongly in some markets because people can't afford those homes. Not with not, you know, they could afford them maybe when rates were at three percent. They cannot afford them when rates are at six or seven percent unless they're making more money. And so if they're making more money then everybody wins. Everyone's the winner here because then they have more money to buy the home. You're not seeing home prices pull back so current homeowners aren't upset. It's like I said, it's it's a win-win for everyone. And so we got this report. This is big because it shows that we're moving in the right direction and you know, it might explain why the other day Jerome Powell was saying that we may slow the rate hike at their next meeting December I think it's 13th and 14th is when they will be meeting. And this could be why. I mean, they're seeing a slowdown as expected with regards to inflation. And because it is jobs week and we get this every week, not just on jobs week, um, jobless claims. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I guess this is kind of moving in the other direction. This hopefully this is the outlier, but jobless claims actually fell. I mean, they were supposed to fall to I think 235, but they actually fell to 225. So they were supposed to fall, I think around 6,000 and they fell 16,000. And uh, yeah, this is the outlier because the other two reports we got this week, job openings falling and a disappointing ADP report show a cooling labor market. This says maybe not. Now, of course, those reports are looking at uh, October and November, this is looking at the well, the end of November. So they're all looking at kind of different timelines. So let's hope that this is an outlier because it's at a different time. Now, speaking of mortgage rates, since we are talking about the most important factor when it comes to housing right now, every week we get a report from Freddie Mac, who, by the way, they actually just changed. They used, it used to come out at 10 a.m. on Thursday. And it would have the 30-year fixed, 15-year fixed, 
and a 5-1 arm. And they've now changed the report. I think they did this December or sorry, November 17th. So now the reports are coming out at noon on Thursday and they only have 30 year and 15 rate fix. Now, once again, like I said, we're talking about Freddie Mac. This is the Freddie Mac data. This is not Tyler Crawley's data. This is not Town Bank Mortgage's data. This is Freddie Mac's data. <laughs> Got to make that perfectly clear. Well, they're reporting that mortgage rates have fallen for the third straight week. According to their weekly survey, the 30-year fixed averaged 6.49%. That's impressive. I mean, we were talking about well over 7% not long ago. Now we're under six and a half. Good news. Uh, that's for the week ending December the 1st. This is down nine basis points from the prior week and is now down 59 basis points from just three weeks ago when mortgage rates hit a 24-year high. So, yeah, we'll take it. We will take it. Now, despite the drops, rates are still a whopping 328 basis points higher than one year ago. So it's always important to put things in perspective. However, I remember like three weeks ago when we were, you know, we eclipsed that 7% rate. And I did, I don't think we got over 400 basis points higher. We might have, it was close. I remember thinking like, oh my God, we're, we're going to see a 400 basis point difference. And I, once again, I can't remember if we hit it or not, but 328 is a huge jump, but it looks so much better than almost being at 400 basis points. Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said that optimism is rising that the Fed will slow its rate hikes, but economic uncertainty, still a big concern, saying, quote, mortgage rates continue to drop this week as optimism grows around the prospect that the Federal Reserve will slow its pace of rate hikes. Even as rates decrease and house prices soften, economic uncertainty continues to limit homebuyer demand as we enter the last month of the year. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, fallen rates are great, but as I've said many a times here on this podcast and really anywhere, if you ever talk to me, is that when it comes to buying a home, I mean, this happened to me when I bought my home. It's about, do you feel comfortable financially buying a home. I mean, sure, rates matter. I mean, like, because that, that'll help you. I mean, if you, you can afford a home or you can't afford a home, it depends on where rates are. But if you can't afford one, sure, you like to get the best rate, but it's really about that economic certainty. So that's always going to be the number one factor. Rates are going to play their part, but it's really about do you feel financially secure? And when people are uncertain about what's going to be happening with the economy, they're going to be little less certain about buying. Now, I think it's also important to talk about uh, mortgage-backed securities, which you can get this data by going to the um, mortgage bank, or not mortgage bankers, Mortgage News Daily. There we go. That's what I was talking about. They track um, the mortgage-backed securities. And so looking week over week, I usually use the close on Wednesday of each week and then kind of track it from there. Um, and remember, uh, mortgage-backed securities are like any other bond. Um, the yield, aka the interest rate, moves inverse to the price. And so when the price of a bond goes up, the yield goes down. And so when you're talking about mortgage-backed securities, 
you want the price to go higher because that means the 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 yield is shrinking and that means mortgage rates are falling. And so we get the data from Freddie Mac, but it's also important to look at what's happening with mortgage-backed securities. And week over week, looking at Wednesday's close, mortgage-backed securities were actually up 42 cents to $99.81. Like $100 is par. So we're looking at the 30-year UMBS 5%, which is basically, so you're looking at, you're paying you know the, the coupon rate, which is $100, you're getting 5% interest. And so that's why if the price goes up, um, it impacts what yield that bond is producing. And here's what's amazing. Mortgage backs are now up $3.27 in the month of November. I mean, so that's why you look at that number and that's why we were at 7.5% in some cases with mortgage rates. And now we're back to par. Now, of course, we're not at par yet. We're not, we're not par, excuse me, but we're not at the coupon rate of $100. And rates are not at 5% because, once again, it's not direct um, connection, but it gives you an idea of what is happening there. But it does explain why we are seeing mortgage rates fall because mortgage-backed security prices are increasing. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. I do want to let you know, of course, you can always go to the website, marketsandmortgages.com. We have more articles we don't have time to get to on the podcast. For example, here's one, Zillow's Hot Takes. For 2023, they released a press release focusing on affordability, pooling money, basically friends pulling money together. They think that's going to be one of the trends for 2023. They talk about the Midwest. They talk about new landlords and construction. I link to the article or the press release, I should say, on the website, marketsandmortgages.com. It's also in the companion newsletter, which you can sign up for at marketsandmortgages.com. But on that note, we got to go. Don't forget, non-farm payroll today at 8.30. We will be talking about it on Monday's podcast. Well, we'll see. Maybe Tuesday's podcast. (laughs) We'll see what we end up doing here. But you guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you back here either Monday or Tuesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.